All right, everybody, welcome back to the Knights of the Gospel podcast. Uh, I apologize for the long wait between episodes. I know it's been probably, I think, a couple weeks now since episode one. And this episode is going to be quite a bit shorter than the last one as well. And the reason for both of those being that Tyler and I, if you remember Tyler from the last episode, um, we had a plan to do the podcast regularly and it was going to be, we, we had a way to do it remotely because he lives about a two hour drive away um, and it's not always, we don't always have a good opportunity to meet together uh, to do these things. But we had a way that we were going to be able to do it remotely, uh, you know, get it recorded well uh, and that just hasn't been working out. So uh, for now, I'm just going to be doing it on my own until we get something worked out, maybe have a couple other guests from around here. Um, but also the episodes are shorter because I haven't had the time to sit down and write a long episode. And when I realized that, I I realized that it might be better to do short episodes as well. Um, because sometimes things pop up, there's something to be said about it, but we don't always have to have a 50 minute episode. Uh, so we'll see how long today's is. I imagine it wouldn't be any longer than 10 minutes. Um, but that's kind of how this episode started. Something came up that I saw. Definitely something needs to be said about this. Uh, and hopefully we can get some questions from you viewers because um, I could make good quick episodes about those as well. I love answering questions. I learn a lot when I go to answer questions myself. I, I, I'm i not one that knows everything that's out there. I love to learn too. And sometimes uh, when someone asks a question, that gives me an idea of what to research. I love getting questions because if I don't know the answer... I'm going to learn what the answer is. So please, please ask questions. I don't care what they are. I don't care how unimportant they might seem or small they might seem. I love to answer questions. Anyway, so we're going to jump into the episode today. I'm going to be talking about Don Lemon, if you don't know who he is. Um, He's a guy on CNN. And there was a quote. I don't remember what day it was from. I didn't really look. um, But it was recently. Um, And he was talking... And I'm not going to go really into the topic he was talking about. That's not what I'm here for today. Uh, But in an attempt to make his point, he, he said this quote right here, and I'll just read the quote directly. He said, here's the thing. Jesus Christ, if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ admittedly was not perfect when he was here on this earth. I'll give you a minute to think about that. Any of you that are Christians, that especially those of you that have grown up in the church, have been trained in the faith, you you see the falsehood in this immediately. And if you don't, that's fine. I'm not trying to, uh, I, I don't at all want to make people feel like you don't know things you should. That's the point of this episode. We're going to go through what's wrong about this, why it's wrong. But I just wanted to make that clear, is, is that this is this is such a basic tenet of the Christian faith that, People should know this. Uh, So we're going to dig into this. And I want to answer two main questions about this right here. First of all, the the statement that Jesus wasn't sinless. Or let's say, let's take this quote that he made. And then let's say Jesus, we'll say we know that that's false. So we're going to say Jesus was sinless. Jesus is sinless. So we're going to take that statement right there. And we're going to dig into one why is that true? And two, why is that necessary to the gospel and to the Christian faith? So first, 
why is it true? And and always when we go to answer questions like this, always, always, always go to Scripture. doesn't mean we can't use uh, pastoral quotes. doesn't mean we can't use uh, teachings from other teachers of the faith. Um, that Those can be great tools. People have great insights. But our number one basis for everything we believe needs to come from Scripture. And that's all I'm looking at today is Scripture. I've got six verses. Well, Actually, I've got five verses for you today, but one of them fits both in the why it's true and the why it's necessary. Um, So we're going to start with that one, and then we're going to finish with that one as well. We're going to go full circle. So the first scripture I want to look at today, right now we're looking at why is it true that Jesus lived a sinless life. So so the first verse here is going to be 2 Corinthians 5.21. And if you hear me flipping around in my Bible, yes, I'm using a paper Bible for this. Um, I, I much prefer, prefer the paper Bibles. Nothing wrong with electronic, but uh, personally, I just like the paper. Um, so we're going to go into 521. Um, and the crazy thing about this is this verse was actually in what I was reading today outside of studying for the response to this. I, uh, I, I was already reading it, and then when I saw this quote, it just it drew me back to this. Uh, as well as the article that I read about it also pointed to the scripture as well. But this is probably the biggest and most important one to look at, again, because it it, it tells us why it's true that Jesus lives sinless, or at least it confirms that it is true, and then it tells us why it's necessary. So here's the the thing you have to uh, keep in mind when we look into this, is you have to know that the Word of God is true and that it is infallible. We can't look into these verses and then be like, well, yeah, they, no. If we're going to look into this, you have to know in your heart that the Word of God is true. It is the most cross-referenced document in history and yet never contradicts itself. It is written by over 40 authors over 1,500 years and never contradicts itself. But we're not going to dig into that. I, I, I have to stop myself from going off onto tangents. Um, but that's something we can definitely do in an episode in the future. But the point I want to make here is, as we go into these verses, think about the truth of God's Word. We're going to lean only on His Word today. So, 2 Corinthians 5.21, and I'm going to read the first half right now. We'll finish the verse towards the end of the episode. It says, He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. So, right there, we already see that it says, he did not know sin. Just think about that. that obviously, even in just that one verse, it, it tells us right there that Jesus did not sin. But we can go further, and we're going to go over to Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26. And this says, and this is speaking of Jesus, for he is the kind of high priest we need. And I'm going to stop right there. Just keep this in mind. This is one of those moments where the, the New Testament or the Old Testament is coming into the New Testament context. Throughout the Old Testament, we see different types of people that God works through, and yet all of them fail in some way. And one of those was the high priests. The high priests, they had their benefits, but they also had their flaws. They failed repeatedly. And this here is showing how Christ fulfills that message of even these people can fail. This is showing us Christ is the high priest we need. He did not fail. So it says, For this is the kind of high priest we need, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. Does any of that sound like it had any kind of sin to you? No. 
It doesn't to me, at least. And then we're going to go to John chapter 7, verse 18. This is the last one that I'm going to look at for the sake of why this is true, that Jesus was sinless. There are plenty of other verses throughout the Bible you could look to that you can find that just strengthen this truth. But we can't go through all of them today. Um, there's not much of a point because, you know, we, we were already hitting the third verse right here. Um, I, I've heard a saying once, if you're going to uh, build doctrine, you want to have at least two or three verses. And not necessarily meaning that we're sitting here creating doctrine, but that if we're going to believe something from the Bible, we have to know that we can see that in multiple places in the Bible. Because if we just take it from one verse, well, you take one verse out of context, you can make it say anything you want. But that's why we're building on a couple verses here. So John chapter 7, verse 18. He's talking about himself. And he says, the one who seeks on his own glory. So this, he, this first part he's talking about someone else. Or we're talking about basically all of us as humans. The one who speaks on his own seeks his own glory. That's us. We seek our own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true. That's Christ. And there is no unrighteousness in him. I think that right there is enough to lay our foundation that Jesus was sinless. He lived a sinless life. He is sinless. And before we move on to why it's necessary for the gospel, I wanted to look at something. I know earlier I said we're only going to lean on the scriptures, but I guess I kind of lied uh, because I wanted to uh, look at something about his comment that was wrong as well. He said that Christ was admittedly not perfect, but that's not true because I'm going to read the definition of admittedly here. It says, by acknowledgement or by one's own admission, or confessedly. So if Jesus was admittedly not perfect, that would mean he would have to admit on his own that he was not perfect. And yet right here in this verse, in John seven 18, we're seeing the exact opposite. He right here, talking of himself, says that there is no unrighteousness in him. And then if we really wanted to uh, go into this quote here, if you look at the rest of the video, see what he said, I don't even know how this helps his case that he was trying to make. It actually seemed to hurt his case. But I don't want to dig into that right now. If you want to go look into that, go ahead and, and send me your thoughts. Uh, I, I'd love to hear from you guys. I don't want to just be talking to a wall. I like to get some uh, interaction. I want us to be able to teach each other. So now we've laid the foundation that it is true that Jesus is sinless. Now, why is that necessary for the gospel? And it absolutely is. First, we're going to go to the book of James. This is a great book to read, especially for new believers. Uh, but obviously, it's great for everybody to read. We're going to go to James chapter 2, verse 10. And this, this Tyler and I had a great conversation about this verse yesterday. I'm going to jump into that in just a second. But it says, For whoever keeps the entire law and yet stumbles at one point is guilty of breaking it all. So, this just reinforces the fact that Jesus would have to be sinless in order to be considered righteous and worthy because you could break one law and that is enough to condemn you to death. That is enough to make you a sinner. You could, you could steal one pencil in your life and that's enough. Now you owe death. And, and the reason I say that you owe death is from our next verse which is Romans 6.23. I didn't even mark it in my Bible because this is one I, I know so well. Uh, I'm not trying to brag, but it's a good one to for anybody to memorize, which is Romans 6.23 again, and it says, the first half of it says, for the wages of sin is death. 
that's the point. That's the that first half of that verse is what I want to look at right now because if we look at James two ten says that if or whoever keeps the entire law yet stumbles at one point is guilty of breaking it all. So now that means you're a sinner. Then you go to Romans six twenty three says the wages of sin is death. Why do I bring this up? Because if Jesus sinned at all, at all, because again James two ten says if you break even one, you are guilty. If Jesus broke even one commandment. That means now, according to Romans six twenty three, he owes death. He had he would have his own debt to pay. So if he had his own debt to pay, how could he pay the debt for us? And yet, that's the the point of the gospel is that Christ paid the debt that we owed. But if he had sin, he would owe his own debt. I I, I say that multiple times because I want to make that clear. Christ has to be sinless or else he cannot pay the debt that we owe because he owes his own debt. And yet he doesn't. And that's what I want to drill home. Now, like I said, we've started with 2 Corinthians 5.21. We're going to circle back to that verse for the end of the episode. And again, I, I got to turn to it. Again, I'm using the paper Bible, uh, but that's okay. I, I love the paper. All right, here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. I read the first half earlier. I'm going to read it again. It says, He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. So that, this is the second half I didn't read earlier, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. What is this saying here? This is a doctrine known as imputation. Now, I want to make this clear. Don't be afraid of doctrinal terms or theological terms. I know somebody, I know a few people that they're afraid of these things because they don't want our faith in Christ to become too religious or too, um, what do you say, uh, legalist. Don't be afraid of these terms. They they don't want us to be so focused on the uh, logical and the, the, the thinking and knowing about God that we miss the spiritual knowledge of God and the relationship with God. And that's true. That's a good point. We do not want to focus so much on knowing about God or knowing these doctrinal terms or knowing this and that and being able to answer this and that, and yet we miss our relationship with God. I've been guilty of that plenty of times in my life. So that's a good point. But that doesn't mean to be afraid of these doctrinal terms, theological terms, or to be afraid of going deeper and going into these uh, logical places because these things help us understand Christ and these things are built on scripture if they weren't built on scripture they're not true and there are some doctrines out there that are not built on scripture and we should strike those down but doctrines come from scripture imputation comes from scripture that's the reason we have the term is because that's our term to define something we're seeing so clearly here in scripture what is imputation it's saying that our sin is credited to Christ on the cross and His righteousness is then credited to us. It's a trade. We're trading our sin, our shame, our guilt to Christ and He's giving us His righteousness, His honor, His glory. That's what the imputation is. The point I want to make with this is that if Christ was not perfect, He does not have a righteousness to trade us. Even if He were to die... Even if he were to be able to pay our debt, 
He still would not have a righteousness to give us. So that's why those are the two main points from Scripture here that I want to look at for why is it necessary for the gospel that Christ be sinless. Because one, if he sinned at all, he has a debt of his own to pay and he could not pay ours. And two, if he sinned at all, he no longer has a righteousness that he could trade us. And yet when we look in Scripture here, we see that he was perfect, he was righteous. He could pay our debt because he didn't have one of his own to pay. And he could give us his righteousness because he has that righteousness to give. Now we could dig deeper into scripture. We could look at more verses to find even more uh, support for this truth. But I think we've seen enough to know that Jesus lived a sinless life. And we should make sure we know that. And we should make sure that we look at the scripture to support that and be willing to defend that. Because if, these, if, if Jesus is not sinless, there is no point of the gospel. It's how the gospel works, is that Christ paid our debt because He didn't owe one. And in turn, He gives us His righteousness. That's how the gospel works. So if, if Jesus was not sinless, the gospel was pointless. But yet, here it is. The gospel is not pointless. The gospel is powerful because Christ lived a sinless life, paid our debt, and gives us His righteousness when we come to faith in Him. I hope that was a blessing to all of you. Again, I ask, please send in questions. If you have any, I'd love to answer them. I'm going to close in prayer for all of you. Lord, I thank you that we can gather, even if it's not physically together, but we can gather spiritually together here, Lord, in your name. I pray that this message here has blessed those listening, and I know it has blessed me as well. And Lord, I ask that as we go on, that you be with us. And as we go out into the world, that you will be there with us. And allow us to see what is false about you, Lord, and to know what is true. And be willing and able to stand up against the falsehood and against evil. And stand up and proclaim the truth. And proclaim it, yet Lord, in love. We pray that you be with us. And in your glorious and wonderful name, we thank you. We love you, Lord. Amen. All right. I'm, I, I thank you for listening. Sadly, I cannot give you a time specifically that the next episode will be out, but I hope it's soon. This episode actually is about four times longer than I thought it was going to be. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, I'm all for you guys getting as much information as possible. And in fact, I learn a lot as I share the information as well. So I thank you for listening. Look out for the next episode. And please, please, please share this episode with everybody. Share it with everyone you know. Post it on Facebook, whatever you got to do. The more listeners we have, the more that we can share the truth with all of you. Until next time, God bless you.